Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And I'd like to begin by recalling the story of the hound dog once observed lying on the porch in an old farmhouse here in Iowa. It seems the dog was lying on a tack. Uh, sticking up through the porch's floor, but because the tack hurt, the old dog kept howling in pain. The problem was the pooch lacked the initiative to get up from his painful spot and move, and at middle age, a lot of us are like that old hound dog. Some of us may be suffering from a traumatic midlife setback, job loss, personal bankruptcy, divorce, death of a loved one, from which we have never fully recovered, and tragically, far too many for us folks consciously or unconsciously use this setback as an excuse for remaining unhappy and unfulfilled, afraid ever to stick their neck out again. And others of us haven't suffered from a single traumatic loss. We're simply disillusioned that our lives at middle age don't measure up to unrealistic expectations or the ideal images portrayed on TV and the Internet. We would love to join in and live out our dreams, The problem is so many of us are paralyzed by fear of making changes, fear of attempting something radically different, and fear of challenging our comfort zone. And if this describes you, how about some good news? My guest today, Dee Carroll, the emotional emancipation doctor, is here to suggest ways to make fear your best friend, how to embrace a positive and productive second half of life by facing your fears, in fact, embracing them rather than running away from them. And Dr. D. Carroll is not just quoting theory. She's been there and done that. By embracing her fears, she rebounded splendidly from business liquidation, shattered finances, a broken marriage, loss of her dream home, and major health issues. And happily, she is now inspiring others to do the same. And Dr. D. Carroll is a speaker, coach, and consultant with degrees in psychology and business administration and management. She's been featured on CNN, Fortune Magazine, and several prominent news and talk, uh, news talk radio stations. In fact, she's even testified before a U.S. Senate committee on housing and urban affairs on the success of minority-owned businesses, and she's author of the acclaimed new book, Emotional Emancipation, Step into your freedom, reinvent your challenges, and move beyond. And welcome, Dr. D. Carroll. We are most honored to have you with us here today. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with you. Well, to launch our discussion, tell us a bit about the huge emotional and financial challenge uh, that uh, you had to overcome. At one point a few years back, you, you say you felt like you were on top of the world. How did you lose everything? And uh, what series of events precipitated this unanticipated disaster? Well, I tell you, I ran a multi-million dollar business for 28 years, uh, doing very well, worked extremely hard, 
uh, to build that business and to make it a reality. Blessing a lot of people with jobs. I always like to say that I paid tuitions, I put food on the table, I paid mortgages and rents. You know, my success granted success for a lot of other people. And so, um, but along the way, I hired a CFO. And when I knew anything, this CFO was running two sets of books. And when I got undercover, um, we he had misappropriated over $2 million. Oh, wow. And with that being said, that started uh, a series of events that ultimately caused me to lose everything. And when I say everything, the business, my home, my investments, my retirement, everything, my marriage, Everything went up in smoke, and I can't so even imagine how awful that would be. I mean, a lot of us have lost jobs and uh, had other setbacks, but nothing that drastic. Especially when when it was something you had built up yourself. And uh, like you say, the only way you really feel good about doing something is when you're helping others along the way, and you had been doing that. And uh, well, in your book, you reveal that for an extended period after the setback, you felt like quote it had me. I thought that I'd never come out on the other side. You moved in with your sister, then mustered up the energy to go on a short cruise. And during an acupuncture session on the cruise, what was the suggestion made by the acupuncturist that turned a light bulb on in your head and in turn precipitated your remarkable recovery? He suggested to me that I take a job on the on the cruise ship. And I'm thinking, well, what in the world would I do on a cruise ship? And he said, you're brilliant. You're intelligent. You're educated. He said, you could be a manager of any one of many departments, uh, administrative, HR. I mean, he just went on listing those things. And it it hit me. I, I had an aha moment. I thought, oh, my. I have forgotten who I was. Yeah. You're so beat down and you're so battered and worn and scorned with the actual incident that you forget who you are. You forget that you have the wherewithal and you're just trapped by the fear and the emotional setback. All of it just consumes you. Yeah, but when you said that, that, that back was mm-hmm. brought on by somebody else, not by anything you did as well. So. Yes, yes, and that's really when it hurts so badly because when it's something of your own doing, you know, you ease into it because you know it. But when somebody else does it, it smacks you in the face. But it's and not you that failed; it's it's somebody that failed you. That's the key thing. Although. You know, obviously, we don't uh, try to blame somebody else for what happens negative in our lives, but uh, the fact is you still had all that talent and capability you had before the uh, setback. It's just ready to be used again. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and what happened is that fear that that plagued me, really, when I truly got under wraps and understood it, it equated to trials, tribulations, and adversities. But once we understand those and we understand the necessity for those trials, tribulations, and adversities in order to propel us to grow, 
to yeah, learn. Everybody has a free cakewalk throughout their entire life, and if we did, it'd be a Absolutely. pretty boring life, actually. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and once you understand that, happiness is around the corner because we create our own happiness. Yeah. Fear creates challenges. And those challenges we have to look at as opportunities to imagine a whole new future, to create a new life, to get beyond where we are, right? I was fascinated how you compare your challenge of emotional emancipation that you make to all of us with the emancipation of slaves following the Civil War. Freedom for former slaves meant they no longer were owned and controlled by another person. In today's context, what does emancipation mean for you and me? What does it mean for us to be free? Well, there's still a kind of slavery that's going on, and that is slavery of the mind, yeah. slavery of the emotions. Yes. Fears. <laughs> yes. And, and that slavery bounds us by what other people think, or it could be self-imposed limitations yeah, that we true. put on ourselves. Yes. Sometimes they were put on us when we were little children, unbeknownst and unintentional by a parent or a teacher yes. or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, we have to free ourselves to control our own destiny. We have to free ourselves to commit to the processes and goals that will get us from where we are to where we want to be. Well, please explain Mm -hmm. what you mean when you tell us that fear of failure can be our greatest asset. Why should you and I sometimes welcome fear into our lives? Because fear helps you to overcome debilitating self-doubt. Fear positions you to build a positive life. Fear, it helps you to to see the possibilities. And when you're so fearful and it has a hold on you, once you realize you can only go up from here, it propels you toward inward healing. And once you get that inward healing, you decide, okay, now I need to reinvent myself. And once you challenge that fear and succeed and overcome it in one instance, then you're darn well prepared to challenge it again the next time a big challenge or something comes up. uh, Yes. It's like self-fulfilling that you can overcome it. Yes, absolutely. And this whole thing about reinventing oneself, it's okay to do that because life happens moments are coming. They're just around the corner. They're coming. So when you reinvent yourself, you want to take the fear and own it, own yeah. that fear. Yeah. And and what do you do? You know, mm-hmm, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I said that's a good way to put it, own the fear. Yes, Don't let yes, it own yes. you. <laughs> Don't let it own you. And, and what is the step toward doing that? Take a stand to fear no more. Just, yeah. hey, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to display courage, conviction, and confidence that I can move beyond where I am, I can get to the next level. Right? When, you and I, when you and I try something new, it's never 100% certain that we'll accomplish our objective, that we'll always succeed every time. Why should we consider a negative outcome as a gift, and how can we use that to our advantage? The negative outcome propels you once again to do something. As long as you have a positive outcome, you feel you got the bull by the horns. 
right? When you have a negative outcome, it makes you think. It forces you to go inward and just think, you know, what can I do here? I need to do something. So I always say, hey, forgive yourself and others, you know, because I had to forgive myself thinking I was part of the problem. I had to forgive my CFO in order to get to the next level. Yeah, and, you often, I know you put it that uh, often you learn a lot more from a failure than from a triumph because it does yes. cause that self-examination and uh, really explore what, what you're doing wrong and what you can do better. Yes, yes. And And I always say to people, it's okay to fall. It's okay to fall, but you don't want to stay there. Let's get you back up now, okay? And once you're up, once you understand what just happened, now you're ready to move beyond. And this can lead to... As you put it, this is mm -hmm. so true that the only true failure in life is when we refuse, consistently refuse to try anything new. And and maybe we're extremely unhappy with where we are, but uh, we just stay there. That would be the ultimate failure, not to try to uh, make a change. That's right. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. I say facing adversity, trials, and tribulations are a part of life. And overcoming and moving beyond those are also a part of life. And it's based on your perception. It really is. I always say to people, if you walk outside and you look at the sky, do you see sunny and blue or do you see dark and dreary? It doesn't really matter what you see. It's based on your perception. Yeah. So why not let the sun shine in, yeah. right? Let oh, the sun shine in. I, I don't know if you can remember all this, but you offer on your website the FREEDOM acronym, uh, which we can use yeah. anytime we want to become emotionally emancipated. Can yes. you briefly run through what each letter to freedom represents? I think that's a I, great acronym. Okay. All right. I sure will. The F is forgive yourself and others. Realize your part in the situation. We don't always want to accept responsibility for our part, but guess what? Forgiveness is key to moving beyond. Yeah, R would nothing be, worse than dwelling on the past and keep yes. reliving your own over and over and again. Somebody else blaming someone else. That's right. And the R would be rejuvenate, replenish, and reward yourself. Make time for you. Starting over in many respects is necessary yeah. when you face failure or fear or what have you. And those three R's are needed gifts that only you can give you. That's true. The What's E the would be. E? Mm-hmm. E would be embrace the possibility, and that's change your perception, and you'll change your mindset. It's all based on you. The second E would be express gratitude while being enlightened. And yeah, here so I say, do that. yes, it's so hard to do that. Absolutely. Sometimes. Well, Even I when things aren't going all that great overall, you still should express gratitude for for all the good blessings in your life. <laughs> And I add a little part onto that. Be thankful for your growth. There's no growth without adversity. So however it comes to you, be thankful. And when adversity strikes, you want to dig deep down, find your inner strength, and grow. And then once you do, you'll really feel much more positive about yourself, and you know you can do it. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And the D, now this is a good one. Sit tight for this one. Don't quit. Stay in the game. Now, your chance of winning is based on your commitment to stay the course. Let me take one minute and share this with you. I come home late one night from working, and it was, actually it was before day in the morning because sometimes you have to work like that. Well, I turned on the TV, and I couldn't find anything. All I could get was boxing. So I thought, oh, not necessarily a fan of boxing, but let me just look at this here. <laughs> what I saw, one guy was was beating his opponent into yeah. a pulp. Yeah. The opponent had his eyes swollen, blood running down his cheek. The bell rang. They ran into the corner. The bell rang again. Out they came. The guy that was getting the beat down came out swinging, and he was landing some punches and missing others. All of a sudden, he knocked the aggressor out and won the fight. So what I say here, if you stay in the fight, you may just win. But if you get out prematurely, the rest is history. So don't quit. Stay in the game. And then the O would be on the fear, take ownership of the fear. We talked about that earlier. And the M would be move beyond your current situation. Your time is now. Uh, my as a little girl, my dad, we would always drive because we couldn't afford to travel by air, so we'd always drive. We came upon this big storm, and it was storming so bad we could hardly see. And I was crying, Daddy, stop, stop. Other people have pulled on the side of the road. Why don't you stop until this is over? He said, listen, young lady, you don't stop in the time of a storm. You keep going. He said, now, if we go five miles down the road, it won't be raining, it won't be storming. So you move beyond your current situation. And I always remembered that. That's such a good way to put it. Well, let's talk a bit about your brand-new book, Emotional Emancipation. Your book's subtitle is Step Into Your Freedom. Sounds great, but can you give us a hint? How do we accomplish this? You step into your you step into your freedom by taking responsibility. You know Amen. that you are free to control your own destiny. Yeah. And you have your opportunity to break free. You want to take, you know, be free in your head, be free in your spirit, be free in your mind. You want to be able to do that because when you don't take that approach, guess what? You're just wallowing and wandering, right? Yeah, if you don't take control of your your own life, somebody else will, and they're not as qualified or as deeply involved <laughs> to do that as you are. So you better and, do and it I, yourself. <laughs> yes, and I add one thing to that. We all have a book. Our lives are a book. Yeah. The first chapter of your book is your birth, the last chapter is your death, and all the chapters in between between represents the life that you live. So you have an opportunity to write your own story, or your story can be written for you. Yeah, you be the author. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, if there was one thought you would like a reader to take away from your book, what would it be? It would be... The joy is in the journey. 
We go through life, yes, we go through life saying constantly, when I retire, when I move, when I do this, when I do that. Stop and think. The joy when is, is the favorite. Okay. <laughs> when my rich uncle dies, when I retire, like you said, when my kids yes. are off to college, yes. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yes. Enjoy the journey. Fine. Life is not a pit stop that we're going to ultimately get to. You know, <laughs> life is a journey, and we have to find those joyous moments throughout life throughout this journey but it's that we have embraced. But it's a good idea to have in mind where you'd like to end up. So many drift, just drift aimlessly and hope for better results somewhere magically down the future based on something they had nothing personally to do with. <laughs> yes, and that brings us to the vision portion because there's a vision section in the book. Oh. You want to have a vision uh, and you want to make it plain. You want to have goals in life. Um, yeah, if you don't, sure. you wind up wherever. But yeah. you set your chart. You set your destiny. Yeah, right? I don't want to wind up wherever. <laughs> it's, not a place to be. it's not a good place to be. Where is the best place for our listeners to go to preview and purchase your book? You can go directly to Amazon.com and put in Emotional Emancipation Book, or you can order it directly from my website, and I would love the listeners to go there for a visit. It's drdcarroll.com. D-R. D-R, not spelled out, doctor. D-R-D-Carroll.com. Uh-huh, D-R-D-E-E-C-A. R-R-O-L-L dot com. And I noticed from the website that you offer visitors a free 15-minute consultation uh, if they are looking for some personal coaching. How would a listener go about uh, signing up for this? That sounds like a very interesting uh, possibility. Yes. Go to the website again, D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot com. And you just click on, there's a calendar where you can go in and sign up. And you, yes, it'll sign you up. It has my schedule for free consultations right there. So they can go on and do that. And I would love to speak with them. Oh, that's great. Well, in conclusion, in the Amazon.com book summary, Dr. D. Carroll sums it up succinctly. When you become emotionally emancipated, you will be empowered to change, and nothing will ever be the same again. You know, we Americans are so fortunate. We live in the land of the free, and there's no dictator, central government, or slave owner telling us what we can and cannot Mm -hmm. do with our lives. So as long as we obey the law and respect others, the choice is ours, and therefore it makes absolutely no sense to hold yourself hostage to fears, unfortunate events from your past, difficulties in the present, or fear of the future, or unwarranted hesitancy to try something new, and never let present circumstances hold you back or limit you from striving for a greater outcome. And Dr. D. Carroll provides the positive inspiration all of us need to be around, and I highly recommend you visit her website and preview and purchase her new book, Emotional Emancipation, And thanks a million, Dr. D. Carroll, for visiting us here today. 
Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. And best of success in getting that word out because we all need it. it it's so important to overcome those fears and have a positive outlook on the future. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. Wow. Thanks to Dee Carroll, the emotional emancipation doctor, for her inspirational comments. What a wonderful present to yourself over the upcoming holiday season, or for that matter, any time of the year. Emancipate yourself once and for all from all those negative emotions that have been holding you back for so many years, holding you back from your potential for greatness and from joyful daily living a genuine midlife renewal. At middle age, so many of us have been sleepwalking through life, as I like to put it, perhaps for years. Heck, it took me 30 years to wake up to my life's full potential. Not that I've really uh, realized it yet. None of us do. There's always more. But I'm certainly awake and enjoying life now. And like me, did you set aside aspirations of greatness in your mid-20s? Quit dreaming big and settle into the routine of earning a living at a vocation that for you was just a job, wasn't inspiring at all. And for you, has marriage and parenthood become old hat? Is your life together now with your spouse a somewhat boring, sometimes stressful partnership, uh, minus romance, managing the household, paying bills, caring for aged parents, saving and investing for kids' college and retirement, balancing all those balls in the air and trying to stay above water. At middle age, all of us have a ton of responsibilities, and they aren't simply going to disappear when you renew your life. The question is, though, can you manage those responsibilities, fully support and nourish those who depend upon you, and at the same time bring back a positive outlook confidence, adventure, and romance, and joy to just being alive. Banish forever from your vocabulary those terms that I just don't like, like what if I'd and I should have done or been, <laughs> whatever. As we continually point out on this program, millions of folks around the world find joy and fulfillment in their middle years, and so can you. In fact, as the title of our program states, middle age can be your best age. But there's an obvious next question, how do I wake up? And as we close our program today, here's a few suggestions. Find yourself a quiet place in your home or elsewhere, free of all distractions. For God's sake, get away from the mobile phone, and it's best to stay away from your family, at least for now. You can bring the spouse and kids into the picture later. And reflect upon those golden days, a period of your life when you were genuinely happy, energetic, confident, and optimistic about the future. And I uh, trust that all of you will uh, sometime, at least in the past, have enjoyed those golden days, those years that were really filled with joy and optimism. For the time being, now set aside all your immediate problems and concerns and reflect upon the most vivid a positive uh, memory in your, from your life uh, in that period up to now, whether it lasted for several years or only a few months or weeks even, when you were truly happy. And now answer to yourself the following questions. If I once believed I could control my own destiny, 
Are there any really valid reasons why I can't control my destiny now? Another's behavior or external events, good or bad, you may lose your job or the, uh, you may suffer through an earthquake, who knows. They may impact me, but I and I alone am in control of how I respond, and that's the key. Second, if personal or family finances are not what, what like we'd like them to be, why don't I take the pressure off by, along with my family, prioritizing what's really important to us and cutting back on those expenditures that really don't matter that much, like keeping up with the Joneses? Three, if I recently lost a loved one, and I hope that that's not your case, whether it be through death, divorce, or an irreconcilable estrangement, and those do occur, why don't I search for new relationships that will help ease the pain? Are there hobbies, interests, or worthy causes that could help fill the void? Four, who said that I must abandon the plans and dreams of greatness simply because I'm now over 48, 57, 63, whatever age you may be? And five, I have reason to be proud of accomplishments in my 20s and 30s. Why not accept similar ambitious challenges now and in the future? All the resources that were there, other than maybe youth, <laughs> are still there, and they've been uh, replaced by experience from prior uh, prior adventures that make you ever more capable of facing the future. Uh, six, a few years back, I fell deeply in love with my spouse. He or she is the same person today. Is there any good reason why we can't restore a similar warm, caring, 50-50 sharing relationship today? I know on the surface he or she may appear changed, but there's still that gem inside, and it's up to each of us to find that in our partners, in our life partners. Uh, seven, the birth, infancy, and toddler years of our children, for most all of us, was a life highlight, both for my spouse and me, why not demonstrate unconditional love and proactive concern for your children as teenagers and young adults? And eight, as a young adult, I supported causes and genuinely cared about others. In midlife, is there any reason not to restore my genuine commitment to helping others and serving in my church? temple or synagogue and in the community and again not serving in things you don't like to do but utilize your inner strength to serve in ways that are pleasing both to you and most helpful to others and one final thought no matter how challenging your present circumstances may be absolutely no one has power to block you from believing in yourself and in an ultimately favorable outcome Remember that good old law of attraction. Nothing in the world has the power to block you from routinely visualizing a positive ultimate outcome. And that so often, as the law of attraction tells us, so often leads to a positive reality. If we think, think good things are going to happen, they genuinely do. And at age 41, 53, heck, at 66... You will have ample time to map out, launch, and complete a purposeful journey to an accomplishment-filled destination, benefiting both self and others and enjoying every mile along the way. And don't forget, as a person in the middle, you can call upon inner resources that were refined through 20 or more years 
of adult living experience, and that's irreplaceable, really. And this very day, I urge you to begin believing in and planning for a brighter tomorrow. Don't let things just happen to you. Take control and make them happen for you. Forget politics and tune out the 24-7 news cycle and the talking heads who are constantly preaching doom and gloom. You know, these uh, news channels have to fill 24 hours, and good news is near as intriguing as bad news. But I'm totally confident that you can recapture the zest for living that you experienced in the very best of your prior golden intervals and much more. This time, forward progress will be firmly in your own two hands. And this time, you will not be dependent upon a once-in-a-lifetime confluence of positive circumstances. These are circumstances beyond your control, and there's no point sitting around waiting for them to occur again. You and you alone can control the atmosphere in your little corner of the world, and our consistently positive demeanor definitely will brighten the world for those around us because it's highly contagious. This time, as an accomplished maestro, wave the baton to orchestrate and conduct your very own harmonious life symphony. Sounds like a pretty good idea, doesn't it? And don't forget to visit our website, middleagerenewal.com. Witness and download our series of free videos and preview my two books on individual and collective revival. They're a midlife challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines, both written by me, Roy C. Richards. And you'll find them on our website, middleagerenewal.com. You also can find them directly through Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. And tune in next week as we continue our preparations for a joyous holiday and a fabulous new year. Speak to you then, Middle Age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.